Hello, and welcome back to In the Know. My name is Megan Palmer, and I'm the new podcast producer at the Minnesota Daily. Our original production plans for this month have been turned on their head. History is being made in our city, and for that reason, our coverage is going to reflect that. June is going to be dedicated to documenting the context and aftermath of the killing of George Floyd by four former Minneapolis Police Department officers. And what better way to kick off our first summer episode than with a look at the local campus protests. Please be advised that this episode contains strong language. Hey everyone, I'm Megan G, and this is In the Know. The Twin Cities have erupted in protest since George Floyd was killed by former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin on May 25th. As it stands today on June 3rd, the charges against Chauvin have been increased to second-degree murder, and the three other officers have been charged for aiding and abetting. Sounds of unrest are constant and seem to be coming from everywhere. Sirens, Twitter notifications, circling helicopters, firecrackers, flashbangs, businesses being boarded up, and calls for justice can be heard around the Twin Cities. In the past week alone, there have been countless protests. So in today's episode, we're going to focus on just one, organized and led by students. On Friday, May 29th, around 200 people gathered at the University of Minnesota in protest of police presence on campus and the killing of George Floyd. Several university student groups organized the rally outside Northrop Auditorium. Over a dozen speakers called for police accountability as well as divestment from the department. What happened here today is us gaining control over our university. All lives won't matter until black lives matter. Yeah, that. And we're just trying to gain back control in our city and black lives matter. I spoke with one student protester who's studying sociology of law, criminology, and deviance at the university. For her own safety, she chose to remain anonymous, citing the violent and mysterious deaths of six men who had ties to the Ferguson protests. And I want to be anonymous because, unfortunately, in Ferguson, the activists were coming up, mysteriously coming up missing. That's why I want to be anonymous. My whole career path is focused on the betterment of African Americans, man. I want to to work for the Equal Justice Initiative, working with the wrongly convicted in death row. I want the, the policing and the criminal justice system is against African Americans and I can't stand by and let it happen. You know what? As a black woman, of course I'm scared, but I know this is something that I have to do for my children in the future. Like regardless, I'm gonna have black kids. I have black brothers, my dad is black, like black family members, I'm a black woman. I'm doing this and putting my life in jeopardy for the greater cause, and I'd rather do that than, than sit on my ass and let history repeat itself. Like, this time is gonna be different. After the rally, protesters marched down Church Street and gathered in front of the university's police department on Washington Avenue.
Standing on the light rail tracks outside of the department, protesters chanted until close to 8 p.m., giving people a chance to get home before curfew. At this point, the protest outside of the UMPD had ended. But as people started leaving the area, just around the corner from where they were chanting, stood over a dozen UMPD officers in riot gear. Many of the protesters were agitated at the sight of the police, as the protest was nonviolent. I should note that the exact weapons being held by the UMPD officers is unclear. Do you want to talk about what just transpired? So basically, the police saw we had a peaceful protest, nothing was broken. We were all just chanting. As we were leaving, they wanted to pull up in full gear while one of them was holding their hand right near the trigger of an AK for a peaceful protest full of unarmed people. And sat and smirking in our faces as if it's funny to see another black man killed. They were ready for something to pop off and they wanted it to. Can you introduce yourself? I'm Jayla. Do you go to the U? Yes. And what are you studying or how old are you? Um, I'm studying marketing and sociology and I'm 20. My name is Fanta, Fanta Diallo. We're upset because the police is trying to provoke us. They're here to make us angry and we're not gonna fall for that shit because they want us dead. They wanna kill us. That's why they're fucking out there. They're saying we were violent. This entire protest has been peaceful. On my way out of the protest, I saw three people laying on blankets in the grass and drinking White Claws across from Fulwell Hall. I think it's important to note that they were white, and I asked them about the protest that had just taken place and the 13 officers in riot gear just blocks away from where they were relaxing. Excuse me, were you folks a part of the protest? No. No comment, I guess. No comment? Yeah, sorry. Uh, were you just, gather- just gathering to have like a yeah, nice evening? Just chilling, yeah. trying to be normal. <laughs> yeah. But you go to the U or no? No. No. Okay, thank you. Have a good night. You too. Here, speaking to these women, there were two worlds on display. One, where people have the ability to just be normal in a time like this. And another, where people are being faced with military-style police after proclaiming that their lives matter. Just down the road, despite the looming 8 p.m. curfew, the UMPD protesters had reconvened in Dinkytown. Uh, my name is Abdelghani. Yeah, I'm like stretching my legs just in case, you know. Just in case what? I have to get out of here. Yeah. We came from uh, the protest that was happening at Morrill Hall that ended at the, the police department, and everybody just kind of congregated over here. Around 50 demonstrators blocked off access to Southeast 4th Street, even as a motorcycle attempted to drive straight through the crowd. The protesters were able to steady each other, deter the biker, and maintain nonviolence. They stood their ground firmly for over an hour before marching through Dinkytown, crossing the 35W Bridge, and joining up with a larger protest. My name is Fata Karan. 
Well, I just want to say to everyone that black people come in nuances. We're allowed to have different colors. We're allowed to have different moods. We're allowed to have different opinions. But what we do stand together in unity, the entire black community, we all agree that we need to stop being treated as second grade citizens. We are we are first grade citizens and we do deserve justice and we do deserve to be the status quo as well. We're the standardized person. We're not different, we're not other. The student-led demonstrations surrounding the killing of George Floyd and police brutality in general are ongoing. And despite being met by an increased police and National Guard presence, the protesters are planning on continuing to stand their ground. That's all for this week on In the Know. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next Thursday.